Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! I don't even know if I remember how to podcast. I, it's been so long. I'm just so happy that we're together in the flesh. I know. I can, I'm touching your hands. We're grasping hands. We're grasping hands. <laughs> so beautiful. It's so good to see your eyes, buddy. Thank and you. I have to say, I'm just so excited for when we finish recording this and then start playing Skyrim. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Uh, you guys you- may remember from last season that Skyrim destroyed my life uh, once, but still, it kind of in a great way. And, oh, it's such a good game. It's such a good game. But there are so many exciting things ahead for us here today. First mm. of all, Hannah, what do you think of my little like podcasting setup? This oh my- is where I put all of our fancy guests that we've had. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's beautiful. Why don't, you, why don't you paint a picture with words? Well, first of all, the wall to my left is a beautiful minty green kind of between a mint and a sea foam mm. i would say with like a nice blue there's some things that to me look like canvas for painting but they're not they're for sound absorption mm-hmm. and those are like a nice dove gray <laughs> and then to my right is a wall made of squares and that is also helping to absorb sound. We're like at the Lady in the Tramp table, except we're recording and not having spaghetti. Yes. Within squares that, yes. that absorb sound. Squares on squares on squares mm-hmm. in a big, big, big room. So my studio, everybody, has a concrete floor and beautiful skylights above it, which apparently are the opposite of what you need for podcasting. <laughs> so I've kind of like hacked together a little mini fake recording studio and that is only made possible oh hannah that's why you didn't get any money last month by the way for the podcast was because i had to spend it on these oh actually i think i did get some money though oh then it's this month i got some money oh that's (laughs) that's that's cool dude i mean yeah we gotta keep this thing alive we gotta keep this thing alive which is why if you're listening to this podcast guys i know how many people are listening it's somewhere like you know 15 to twenty thousand amazing (laughs) wonderful earbuds there's really no way to tell yeah Uh, but only 300 of you or so seem to be contributing five dollars a month to this podcast so if you want to keep this podcast ad free and make it bigger and better and and let hannah gelb get some money from this please join our (laughs) patreon today But also no pressure because you know money is money Mm, however i would like to point out that a large Almond milk vanilla latte from Starbucks is like six seventy five. That's what I like to say. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash analyze this and for five dollars a month, five dollars a month, that's it. You're gonna buy one Hannah a cup of coffee for a month to get this wonderful, beautiful, amazing podcast. Also, I have not been very good about posting on the Patreon, but I did post recently. Well then that's why I've, you did not I've, get your check I and I bought you sound walls instead. <laughs> I am I am resolving to post more. Faz was so helpful. She was like, You don't have to write a beautiful masterpiece. You 
you could just write what's on your mind. And then I did. And people really responded to it. And it made me feel so great. So anyways, I'm going to do that more. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Hell anyways, yeah. this is great. This oh. is so great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Gilby, I'm so excited to be here because we have so many amazing things we're going to talk about today. One, I had, was hypnotized recently and regressed into a past life experience. Dude, and I also, unbeknownst to you and your experience, unbeknownst to me, I also did a hypnotherapy and like went into my mind and what? it was amazing. Also, we saw the Ava brothers and Comic-Con. We have not had a chance to catch up literally since July. I know. So you might think past life aggression might sound, dare I say it, a little bit supernatural. <laughs> oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling a little nervous, I realized. Really? I'm feeling a little nervous because we have not podcasted one-on-one in the flesh in so long and it reminds me of when I saw Jensen Ackles at Comic-Con <laughs> and he said he was nervous, which just astonished me because it's their last Comic-Con and it was so emotional. You guys, I went to Comic-Con. You went to Comic-Con I went a to month Con. ago. I went to, it's still exciting. <laughs> I, I slept outside, outside the convention center under some lights in downtown San Diego. Mm. It was the best. Okay, so the moderators were two actors from the show also who have smaller parts. And everyone was just, like, it wasn't at all like, <laughs> we've done this so many times. Sing, sing, sing. Bow, 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 bow. It was like, we're all so emotional and we all love each other so much. I mean, the show has been 15 years of their lives. 15 years. And when you play like a signature character like that, like I imagine actors don't have anywhere else to go from there. What would you ask if you had been in line to ask a question? <gasps> you know what I wanted to ask? I wanted to ask, okay, clearly they've probably had to turn down some things because they've been doing the show for 15 years and they're like, well, I have to shoot this show eight months out of the year. So I wanted to ask what dreamy dream projects do they have that maybe they can get to, you know? Nobody asked like what's coming up next for you guys? Well, there wasn't a lot of time for questions. Someone did ask, okay, this was so cute. Somebody dressed up as Castiel asked Misha Collins, and I think he was from France. It was so cute. He's like, hello, this is for Misha. Uh, what are you? Like, he asked this question that was very polite, but I think because English is a second language, it came out as, are you ever going to work again? <laughs> uh, and then Misha th- Collins was like, uh, yes, I, I, I do hope to work again one day. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so cute. Um, oh, that's adorable. Have you, have you been offered any other projects after this? Or is this the you, end of your career? Is this... <laughs> What I'd like to know that um, this is, um, how you say, um, pretty much it. Your French accent is so good, dude. Oh, thanks. Man. I love it. I mean, mercy buckles. <laughs> Let me just say that Jared cried and I also cried. And then I was with these people who have literally seen Supernatural every year for like 10 years. And they're like, what? Uh, Jared always cries. Really? And I was like, how dare you not think that that's the most amazing thing in the world? Oh, God. And then I managed to I mean, to consider like, bucket list checked. You were physically breathing the same air as people that you love. Dude, I saw them walking. Wow. This is how I know. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast okay, I know. for the last month, it has been like, you got to let me talk about Supernatural <laughs> Comic-Con. Dude, I saw them mucking. I don't know, no, but really I don't think you understand I get, I, how powerful experience it is to see Jared Padalecki walking on his legs, wearing a jacket 
and like a scarf and his hair mm. all in the wind. Oh, he didn't strike me as a scarf man. Also, isn't his hair super short? No, that's Oh, Jensen Eckel. J- yeah. God damn. I'm uh, sorry, dude. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm failing you as a friend. Oh, no, dude. You know, I'm a failure because when we were in Austin, I was like, I should really take the trek out to go to Jensen's beer brewing place, the family business. And I didn't. Yeah, I know. And that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. But it's okay because I'm planning a 2021 Austin trip, six month road trip around the whole country. Oh, I've done that. It's a lot. You have. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> that, that, I mean, you can always go back. And frankly, now that the show is over, I'm sure they'll have a lot more time. Oh, my to God, be yes. To there and to bond with you. I'm like, I, I do. I hope so. I, hope I would so. like to think that I'm a four, so I need to be special. I would be like, I'm the most special fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like other fans. I'm a cool fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Um, it was amazing. This is how I know I am straight. Like I said, men walking. That was... That was it. That's that's it, guys. That's it for me. That's what we're doing. <laughs> but really, it was just, it was so emotional. It was, it was really great. It was great. So, yes, that was my supernatural experience, which I really feel, I just feel I am so not conveying the depth of emotion that I experienced on that day and the hugeness of the event. You know, they always say don't meet your heroes. And I'm actually going to protect you from ever meeting any of them. Dude, no. I, I think, think it'll shatter no, you. No, I think they might actually be the best. Okay. Well, they- well then we're break, Ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> all three of the men from Supernatural. Oh, my God. I would die. I want to do that so bad. Dude, I, no. I, I'm sorry. I understand where you're coming from. And thank you. I appreciate it. However, I know. <laughs> I know. In my heart and mind and soul that they are the best. Oh, oh my God. And this is it. Maybe if you feel like there's anything you've left unsaid about your supernatural Comic-Con experience, you put that on the Patreon page. Oh, perfect. Because you can give it time and write it up and have your beautiful, beautiful descriptors <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yes. You know? Ah, good use of the word descriptors, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the supernatural. Yeah. Tell me about your supernatural experience. Hannah Hard Buddy. <laughs> um, so it was really weird. Recently, uh, for those of you who follow my YouTube channel, it's still there. <laughs> Go ahead, like and subscribe. Uh, for those of you who follow me online, you might have already watched this video, but I went to do this form of therapy that's actually past life regression. Can I ask? Okay, because yeah. here's how I discovered this. I saw you post about it, and oh, I was like, yes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was like, how did this come up into your, how did you decide to do this? So my new producer uh, who works on the channel with me, Kelly Diamond, that's her real name, Kelly Diamond. Oh. I know, right? Kelly Diamond. Did you Diamond. know there's a song called Diamond Girl? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Diamond Girl, that one, right? Won't you be my diamond girl? Like, right? It's like kind of a party song. No, I'm thinking of a different one. Oh. But that one's good too. The point is there are many songs called Diamond Girl. <laughs> that is the point. Yeah. And the other point is, is that if if I, Anna Hart, and Kelly Diamond don't make phenomenal stuff together, we are really not doing our names any justice. So yeah, Kelly Diamond uh, had done a past life regression session over when she was working at BuzzFeed. Suggested that I do the same. The day of it, I was incredibly nervous because, frankly, past life hypnotherapy sounds um, ridiculous. Well, and I have some questions. Number one, what? Yeah, good question. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? what? And then, no. Uh, Number two, huh? what is the benefit of this? Also, presumably you have multiple past lives. So which one do they pick to hone in on or what, how far back do they go? Or like, 
Yeah. And how is it done? Okay. So I can answer question 1A and B in the same, which is what's the benefit of this and how do you quote unquote pick? So what was really interesting is at the beginning of the, the hypnosis, we set an intention together. If there's one thing you would like to release or bring in or et cetera from this life, what would it be? And I said, you know, I have a real, a real sense that I'm not safe. Like I always have to kind of be looking around and watching everybody and analyzing everybody, et cetera, et cetera. Now there's lots of current life reasons for that to be the case, but I think the idea of having a guided meditation deep into the recesses of your mind can be beneficial because if it's past life or not, if it's just some imagining, if it's just some conscious dream that your mind is using to process a feeling, hey, that totally works for me. Mm -hmm. So the way it's guided is basically you focus in on the first time you felt that way, that first time that you felt not safe, whether it was this life or, or, oh. or another. And you can watch the full video because she really does kind of like guide it and like walk me backwards. And this it's this whole beautiful, wonderful process, which is pretty freaking weird. And mm. what was kind of like revealed to me was that for me, a lack of safety stems from a feeling of not being believed. Whoa, let's just let that hang there for a second. <laughs> Right. That's intense, dude. I know, not being believed. And the way, whether or not it was a, you know, mind metaphor or it was truly a, a past life my soul had lived in, the story was the story that I recalled and that I experienced. And again, you can watch it come together piece by piece, which I recommend because it's really fascinating over on my YouTube channel. I'll just summarize it here for you is that in a past life, you get, I'll watch it with you because, you know, the, the way you start to center yourself in the experience, because you're kind of in this like, meditative fog and nothing is clear and it's really just kind of vague. And like, I just kept practicing my breathing and trying to just stay in a, in a meditative state in this kind of like trance, like guided state, which I would really, really recommend for anyone who's trying to like experiment with some sort of hypnotherapy. It's hard. It's hard because without that touchstone, as your mind starts to drift into like, Oop, I'm having a thought. Whoop. What's that sound? Whoop. Where am I? Whoop. This couch is making me sweaty. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, just real quick note about the couch making me, or the seat. When I took my hands off the seat, I had those like straight up six cents, like- oh, Like hand outlines? Sweat prints. Whoa. And I asked Kelly, who was there, I was like, was it so hot in there? And she was like, no, it was freezing. Crazy, Dude. right? So whatever, yeah, I know. That's really weird. Mind, body. I know, Whoa. mind, body. So in my experience, the first thing that, you know, she asked to look at your feet and I look down at my feet and I see that I'm, I'm, I'm in a hole. I'm, I'm looking at a hole. Then when she's like, well, zoom out, where are you? I actually see that I'm in the hole looking up. It's just a hole. And she's like, look around. Can you identify what so, place or time? You so might? this is when you have like your eyes closed. Oh, whole time. Yeah. The whole Whoa. time. The whole time your eyes are closed. The yeah, whole yeah. time it's a guided meditation. So mm -hmm. I'm just recalling what in order of events, what came up during mm -hmm. the guided meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a hole. And she's like, okay let's go back to home. No matter what time or period or place you are, everyone has a home. So I want you to focus on the word home. So in this state, I start focusing on the idea of home and like a fog, slowly but surely singular objects become clear. Like I look down and I see a table with like Whoa. a cast iron spoon. And this is the part that actually kind of made me laugh because I feel, I felt so lame. She's like, can you identify where you are? Do you have any sense of where you are? And I was like, I think I'm in Greece. <laughs> and I felt so freaking lame. Right? Why? Greece. Dude. Ancient Greece. Of all the places I could have been, like the most stereotypically ancient. Do like, you know what the Greeks 
Did I know. The Greeks gave us everything. Okay, and the Romans. Still, I felt like, oh, I, I know, I know, I know. But for me, for some reason, I was like, oh, wow, I'm in Greece. Ooh. You know, I felt like a little bit lame. And then I see I have a, a wife is in that room, and I realize I'm in a kitchen of this oh home. God. It was a really humble home. And I'm just skipping through, guys, because all this stuff was revealed to me very slowly, and it was a, very, a much, much more thorough hour and a half long process. But again, I'm speeding it up. So I'm in this home. It's not a fancy home. It's a very humble home. I've got this wife who's really beautiful and really fair. I'm really tan and really hairy. And I'm shorter than her. So not even in a past life have I ever been a tall, (laughs) nay, average height person. Like I'm shorter than my beautiful group. Well, I don't know if she was Grecian. She kind of looked like a fair Persian IMHO. Oh. I know. So she's putting her hands on my face and she's telling me not to worry. She's telling me I'm too worried. She's saying, don't worry. So then I go to work. I work in a workshop. I make things with iron. Mm. That's what I do. Long- Dude, this is incredible. It's insane. So then here's what happens. Okay. This is all the day I died. She's like, the, the hypnotist is like, now go to the moment that took you to the hole. Basically, this guy in straight up purple robes comes in with some guards and they accuse me of murder. One of my instruments or implements was found at a murder that had taken place in his home and they accuse me of murder and they go and throw me in the hole to die. And Kelly, by the way, we looked it up. That was a way of killing people for crimes. I know it's insane. I mean, so this is all from just this woman doing a guided meditation? Straight up. No, There's it's, no drugs involved. No drugs <laughs> at all. This is a guided meditation. Hannah, it was so insane because what was happening was that I knew I shouldn't be working with this guy. I was like, this guy is not a good dude. And that's what I was worried about. I was like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be working for him. The money's good, but I shouldn't be working for this guy. He's a bad guy. This is a bad guy. And my wife is like, don't worry. You worry too much. And so the lack of belief was A, not being believed that my instincts were right about this guy. Mm-hmm. And then B, not being believed that I didn't murder anybody. Dude. And so then I go to the moment of my death and she was like, how did you die? And I was like, starvation and thirst. I died from being in the hole and I never saw my wife again. And Gelb, during my meditation, I cried. It was so freaking weird. You should watch the whole thing. It dude. was so weird. It but was such a trip. That is a trip, dude. I know. But I don't understand why is your soul destined to not be believed? I don't understand. Well, because that guy wasn't believed. And so then the part of the process like, is letting that go and being right. like, just because Arco which was the name of the guy or something. There was a word that like came to, it was like an R, R, I was like R, I was like, I see a co, I hear a co and I hear an R. And then uh, she said, okay, so you have an R and a co. And I was like, Arco, Arco in Greek means leader. So Arco might not have been my name, but that guy might've been the Arco of Uh this little town. The royalty guy that killed me or the purple robes guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He could have been the Arco. But that word, I don't know Greek. Yeah. Well, how did I know that word? Dude, I'm I'm kind of freaked out right now. I'm a little freaked out too. <laughs> I don't understand. Like how, I know. how did she do? How? I don't know. So then basically it ends. And again, watch the video, everybody. It ends with her being like, so as this person dies, raise their soul up into the cacophony of all the souls and all the lives you've lived and know that it's not your inheritance not to be believed. It's just, and let's call this this guy, Greek guy, it's just his wound. 
So the feeling that I, Hannah, mm-hmm. carry that no one believes me mm-hmm. is not true to my life. It's mm-hmm. just an instinct. It's an impulse I have. The idea is, the theory is with this past life regression, et cetera, that has been acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And in this timeline, it's not a weight I need to carry for him anymore. Whoa. It's so funny that you say for him, because like, I'm just imagining, well, that's just you, I know. but in a different body. It is. <laughs> I was just a short, tan dude. And then I said to Kelly, I was like, I bet that guy wanted my wife because the wife looked different. She looked, she was super fair, Mm. but she was like, she had dark hair and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, kind of like this short tan worker dude with Mm -hmm. this beautiful wife. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't know if this is again, you know, I'm a very creative person, got a great imagination. The story that kind of unraveled was that this guy, the robes guy, the Arco killed me so he could take my wife. And falsely accused me so he could take my wife. And I was worried that working for this guy was going to be bad, but little did I know how bad it was going to be. And I should have just trusted my instincts. Dude, trust your instincts now, forever, in the past, in the future. You don't need to work with shady people. If you, you know, people don't tell you who they are, they show you who they are. And Mm. if your gut says, I don't really trust this person, don't belittle that. Don't be like, Oh, me. That's silly. Of course, you'd feel that way after they'd betrayed you so many times, but now you're over it. So be friends with them again. (laughs) That savors strongly of bitterness. Don't do it. (laughs) But it's true. People show you who they are. True. You don't need to keep giving people second chances. And if you're uncomfortable, you don't have to force yourself to be comfortable. Mm. Watch out. You're going to get thrown in some hole by some rich dude. Here's my question. Is that the origin of the feeling? Because what if there was a life before that life. Well, the idea is that there wasn't. The oh, idea, because it's okay. all about, you know, and that's the part kind of- I mean, I guess even through. if there was, that's where your mind went. Well, so. it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like return to the first time you felt this way. The first time the soul, the soul, my soul mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. this experience of disbelief. Whoa. Not the first time. And it was so funny because remember, this all started with a feeling of fear and it ended with realizing the fear was that I wasn't going to be believed. Remember, because I went in there being like, I want to feel more safe. I mean, and does that come up at all? Dude, accuracy police. Yeah. Me. I mean, yeah. That, yeah, it comes up all the time. You're my friend. What are you talking about? No, no, but I mean like, okay, so there's facts. And then you're like, yo, high fructose corn syrup has mercury in it. Fucking believe me, people. But then also, do you feel like when you're like trying to like, like say like, this is how I'm feeling right now. And people are like, no, that's not true. Or like maybe like people aren't getting it maybe. I think that I don't even get to that point because I'm still working on explaining how I'm feeling in real time. Actually, to be totally honest, since this like past life regression hypnotherapy session, I've been able to have more confidence in talking about how I feel in real time. You know? That's wonderful. I know. I Dude, know. I want to see this lady. Uh, Lisa McAbird, she's a Jew. She was like, I remember you. I saw you at Sinai. We all saw each other. <laughs> And that's how I reacted on the inside. Yes. But yeah, we can go. Yeah, She's we were at Sinai. Yeah, we were at Sinai, bro. Yeah, we can definitely go. It's crazy. I just can't believe I cried. Dude, that's... I cried. It, might, it was such horror and heartache that I oh, cried. Oh, you clearly... Your body was having a physical reaction. I had... A, the, yeah, it was insane. It was Dude, insane. That yeah. is nuts. I know, man. Hypnotoast. The reason why the episode's named Hypnotoast uh, <laughs> is because we had just really amazing toast. Today. Oh, just, uh, I mean, a toast mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. all. But it exceeded my wildest toast expectations. My toast 
pestations. Toast pestations. <sighs> Toast pestations. <laughs> so that was uh, my my revelation for the week. But you've also had a really Dang. important. Thank you. Thank you. You've also had a really important revelation. Um, one that involves relationships and sisterhood, which we're going to talk about right after this. Hey, Hannah Gelb. You know yeah. how this podcast is ad free? Yeah. Well, not anymore because I'm going to advertise for me. Hey, guys. <laughs> If you don't want to become a patron of the podcast and buy a Hannah a cup of coffee, that's fine. The very least you could do is buy my new book, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays, How to Savor and Celebrate the Year. If you go and pre-order my book today, it would just mean a lot to me. It's available yeah. now at hannahart.com slash book. How easy is that? But, do, but buddy, why don't you tell a little bit of that beautiful explanation you gave me earlier about what the book means and what it's all about yeah i would love to because i think some people think like oh this is a cookbook look if you're trying to subvert mainstream culture you can't always say exactly how all the time oh you gotta be sneaky i gotta be sneaky but hey earbuds you guys are listening and so i'll not be sneaky i'll just reveal all my secrets to you the reason why i wanted to write my drink kitchen holidays how to savor and celebrate the year is because as a queer person all holidays and all holiday traditions are pretty triggering because there's nothing in it that represents me or my community. Oh Everything my God, is so binary, so heteronormative. Yes. And I don't have any traditions because I'm making a family like mine for the first time. Yes. And I'm such a cis hetero bonehead. It didn't even occur to me. I know. Of, like, of course, every photo, fo- every ad, every photo is like a man and a woman. Like, oh, we're all sitting down at the table with the tree and with our families all with us. Like, yeah, no, some of our families don't talk to us anymore. Yes, yeah, some of our families don't look like that. For me, some celebrations come with a cost. That's what My Drunk Kitchen Holidays is really all about. So if you guys love me at all and ever want me to write another book, please, for the love of God, go pre-order My Drunk Kitchen Holidays today, right now at hannahart.com slash book. I just really want people to pick up this book and then without knowing it, have learned a lesson and broadened their experience. And if you guys want to help me subvert mainstream culture, please go to hannahart.com slash book and buy My Drunk Kitchen Holidays today. Guys, to make the bestseller list, I need to sell 15,000 copies of this book before October 22nd. I currently have sold, in all the time and advertising I've tried to do and marketing for this book, I've sold maybe 300 books. So you are making a direct end. If everyone who listens to this podcast bought a copy of the book, it would be a bestseller. Isn't that insane? Not saying that you have to. I really understand. Everybody's got the money to do it. But just know that right now you're having a huge impact on my life and I hope to spend my life impacting others. Fingers crossed, baby. Speaking of life and impacts, let's get back to this beautiful podcast. Okay, so this is so, isn't that just so, uh, what's the word? Uh, serendipitous? In it, yeah, serendipitous. That we both had this like kind of experience. What do you mean? I, as someone who's listening to this podcast for the first time, have no idea what you're referencing. <laughs> Why? Let me tell you. I've been seeing a therapist for about six weeks now. Woo! And a girl going back to therapy. Yeah, and it's a woman, and so I'm I so won't glad. fall in love with her. Yeah. Oh, well, you never know. You know. You know. This is true. You never know. Now you do know you're not going to fall in love no. with her. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm still in love with my previous therapist. But he's no longer your therapist. Obviously. Yes, he's my previous therapist. I, I would like to thank the earbuds and analyze this. All of us pushing Hannah Gelb towards the brink of nervous breakdown so she would get <laughs> back into therapy. So Thanks, co- guys. Good job, us. It really wouldn't have happened. But so she does this really interesting stuff called NET. NET. Can I just read this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NET is the neuroemotional technique 
The neuroemotional technique is a mind-body approach to help stress-related conditions. NET describes negative emotional complexes as being stored in the body and claims to help release and resolve them. Mm. Sounds great, but what does that even mean? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what I have to do, she'll push on my arm and I have to respond with equal pressure so that it does not go down. So the first thing is you'll raise your arms. Right, right, right. Not she'll just come over and push on your no, arm. Uh, you, okay, there's a clear agreement and a discussion and uh, we agreed to do this and this is how it's going to work and this is how it's going to, yeah. And it so is, you raise your arms up. So you, just one arm. Okay. Put and up. she says a statement like, you know, I say a statement like, my name is Hannah. And then it's like, okay, obviously your arm is strong. So she's going to push down. So she's going to push down and I'm going to match the pressure. But the thing is, when she says something that triggers emotional response, that it is like I have like a block in my body about it, that's when she can push my arm all the way down and I can't keep it up. Oh. So she'll be like, sometimes it'll be like a specific statement and sometimes it's just an idea, like being insecure with blah or like being okay with blah. Whoa. And, it, and I, okay, at first I was like, uh. Wait, I want to try it. I want to try it. Okay. So <laughs> I'm put, not a specialist, dude. It's well, not going to work. Well, just put my, I'm put my arm out. Hold on. I want to try again. Okay. Kay. So. I love Ella. Okay. Good. Okay, let's try the idea of I am happy to own a house. I'm happy to own a house. You're happy to own a house, dude. I really am. <laughs> All right, let's try this. Let's okay. try this. <clears throat> I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast. Hey. Right, pretty good. Okay, one more time. Let's try again. I will always be successful. <laughs> The hard thing is, is I'm really flexing from my core. Well, let's and, try something I know well, I'm insecure when, and about. Well, the first time you do it too, it's a little like the first time I did it, it didn't really work. But then the second time, it's just like, yeah. Um, so, what were some of the things that like you felt or what? So, and do you pre-agree upon these statements? Sorry, I just have something. Yeah. Tell me about the experience. <laughs> I'm gonna put on um, my listening face. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So, of course, obviously, the first few times we just talked like you know normal talk therapy, and then she'll be <laughs> what like, was like just kiss, kissing and cuddling. <laughs> This is very interesting to me. I feel like when I first told you about this, you also were like, wait a minute, no. your therapist touches you? And yeah. I was like, this did not even cross my mind as anything I need to even think about at all. Mm -hmm. But that's clearly... Wait, here, try, I'm putting my arm out. Here, I'm comfortable being touched by strangers. Oh, my arm went down. I don't think you are. I don't think you like being touched by strangers. Oh my God. Okay, again, I am not a specialist. Yeah. So we talked and then she'll be like, you know, it seems like to me like this really came up. So why don't we explore that in NET? So when I went to therapy two times ago, I was talking about, oh my God, we were talking about like every, my whole life of going to therapy has been like, you need to like not identify with your feelings so strongly because they're like running your life. Like mm. you have no control over them. And it's like, I've never been able to do that. It makes me feel like a huge failure. But we realized I have feel so blocked from achieving that because it's like, there's this weird humiliating aspect. Cause it's like, I have spent my whole life being a four who is very emotional, identifying with all these feelings. And to me, it kind of feels like, Oh yeah. So your whole identity in life and all that stuff. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, dude. Just mm. like, it's not even real. So it feels like a loss of identity. It feels like, I mean, this is obviously not true. Like I'm looking at it classically in black and white. Like it's all feelings or no feelings. We were talking about how, when I was little, I would, if I was angry at my mom and dad, I would go into my room and slam the door and I wouldn't come out until someone came in and like comforted me. And I realized that pattern has followed me into adulthood. Like even with my ex-boyfriend, I was just like, I'm going to shut down and I'm just going to go away. 
And it was a way to like punish people. Mm. Even though it would destroy my life and be terrible, I would rather not talk to anyone in my family ever again just because it would hurt them so much. And that's how I'm going to punish them for hurting me so much. Mm. I mean, it's crazy stuff. And then... I mean, it sounds really reasonable. And I mean, I understand why you would feel that way. And also, it really reframes the perspective on having your feelings, quote unquote, instead of letting them have you. That if being an emotional being and being a sensitive being is a formative aspect of your identity, it makes sense that you would feel a sense of identity loss, which of course you wouldn't want to. So cutting yourself off from your feelings would be a bad thing. Right. And I think that's how I felt some modicum of like control or strength. Like when I was with my ex-boyfriend, it was like, okay, you are a musician. You're in two bands. You have this huge extended family that loves you. You have all these talents. You're so amazing. I don't have any of those things. All I have is that you love me. So my only power move is to withhold that love from you. And you're never going to leave me. Guess what? He did. (laughs) So it's like, that's how my brain's been working. So I was telling my therapist about this. That was one session. And then the next session, she was like, you know, I was really thinking about this little girl that you're describing going to her room and slamming the door. So I really want to like go into that. So we did hypnotherapy where we like kind of went into like a meditation. And then she asked me to describe like a really nice, safe place. So I'm in this like beautiful like house that I'm imagining like on a lake by a forest and it's like has a reading nook and there's like a fireplace and lots yeah, of I'm couches. Fucking, I love this house. <laughs> Let's go live this, there right now. Oh my God, dude, I want you. Yeah. And then she's like, I want you to invite that Hannah to like show up or some other Hannah to show up. So then this very, very specific me showed up in this meditation. It was like me being like nine years old <laughs> with braces and like long hair and all tan and happy and with little blonde hair on my arms. <laughs> and then I I started crying because I was so sad because I was like, I wish I could tell this Hannah that it's going to be like this forever. You're going to be nine years old. Life is so easy. None of the pain of depression, anxiety, fear, that hasn't happened yet. And I'm so sad for her because all of that is ahead of her. And she's so creative and like she has so much energy and she's like bouncing around. And she's so free. And yeah. And I was like, and also I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because I feel like I'm a huge disappointment to her because I'm so sad, you know? Like, so that's how is happened. The, when does, how is this good? Well, let me tell you what happened next. <laughs> I'm like, this is such an awful story. No, no, no. But oh, no, it wasn't. I'm just so sad for that little girl too uh, now. And, but for me, it was worse for adult me because oh, I was yeah. like, I'm so sorry. You're like so full of hope and happy and bouncy and like, this is what happens like right here. I'm so disappointing and I so disappointed you. And then the tiny me in my brain was like, well, it's a little early to say that, don't you think? Whoa. It was like amazing. A young me, but somehow she also was wise Rise. and knew everything. And I mean, like, and then like sometimes I would like ask her questions and sh- there would be an answer. And other times she'd be like, nope. And it wasn't like, I don't know, or like, oh, nothing's happening. It was like, I'm not going to answer that because you already know the answer. It was amazing. That's amazing. So I feel like this deep, deep part of myself was like, it's a little early to say your disappointment. Don't you think? Like, that's so affirming. Like, I don't think I'm a disappointment. Maybe I do sometimes on a surface level, but like a deeper part of me is like, nah. Well, that little nine-year-old you is still there. And she's confident. Yeah. And she's like, 
I like you. You're good, dude. I'm not disappointed in you. You know? Oh, my God. It was really good. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. See, this is why you and I are best friends, because Mm. I really feel like we balance each other out, because clearly your inner child is actually the strong, confident, carefree, water up, a duck's back version of you. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, how would that nine-year-old react right now or feel right now? Or would this nine-year-old let themselves spiral or would they let it go and be like, whatever, I got games to play and things to do. (laughs) It's a bright, beautiful day outside. I'm going to go touch some grass. Mm -hmm. The reason why I was saying that we're best friends is because my inner child is very, very small and very scared and very frail. But my adult self comforts my child self. Mm. And I feel like your child self has room to fight for your adult self, dude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. Lean into that, man. Yeah. So it's like your adult self is like reaching a hand out to your little child self. And my child self is like, hey, buddy. It's it's just like patting on the back. You're like, I'm your best friend. She's like doing like cat's cradle. She's like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like literally that was part of the the meditation. Like she's like, I'm doing cat's cradle right now. I'm doing Chinese rope rope. I'm playing with Play-Doh. Like, yes, everything's fine. Dude, but that is your creativity. (laughs) It's like, hey man, yeah, your job sucks. But you know what? When I get home, I'm not going to dwell on how much like, I don't like my work. It's like, I get home and it's like, great time to play. Awesome. I got some cat's cradle I'm going to do. Today, I want to make some yarn art. And Yeah. And also, like, you are actually totally enough. You're totally enough. She likes pay- spending time with you. She's just waiting for you to come play. Yeah. And she's not even mad. She's not even mad. She's like, yeah, you got to work so we have food and money over our heads or whatever. Shelter. At no point was she mad. Yeah. She was like, what's up? Oh, good. You're here. Let's play. Dude. Dude. Put it up. Put it up. Okay, wait, I'd say one more thing. Okay. Speaking of the supernatural, as you guys know, my beloved, beloved, beloved kitty, Prince Mishkin, passed away. My good friend told me she had a dream about her cat that passed away a year ago. And she had a dream about that cat, but there was another cat there who looked like my cat. And I was like, that is Mishkin frolicking in the beyond. Yeah, that's (laughs) Mishkin and that cat have ascended. And they are now in the pure realm. I like to think that the level before infinity and the uh, true ascension is that we all get reborn as cats. Mm. And then after we die as cats, that's when we ascend. Oh, please. Please, God. (laughs) Let that be the case. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, Well, dude, buddy, thanks so much for listening to my tale of... Oh, no. I I really love... I love that we both went on this, like... Hypnotism journey without even talking to each other about it. And then, boom, we just made a podcast episode about hypnotherapy. (laughs) We have got to let go some more because it looks like, even though you and I haven't had the chance to record together, we're still on track, which is how I know you're my soulmate, bro. Dude, you're you're my soulmate. You're my soulmate. You are my non-sexual soulmate. You are my (laughs) my mate. My soulmate, like in the Australian way. Mate, Mm, you're my mm. soulmate. Totally. Absolutely. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, My bro, my bro for life. (laughs) And you guys are our earbuds for life. Yes. But remember, (laughs) you won't be able. I literally cannot afford it. If we don't get some patrons or people buying books. Come on, guys. I know it looks so shiny, but I'm bleeding money. (laughs) Real talk. Real talk. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, I know. But I honestly, the reason why it's so good to buy all this stuff and invest is that at the end of the day, nothing can take this away. If I have to get a job or do something else, I might have less time, but I don't think I'm ever going to let Hanalizes go. I love podcasting with you and I love our earbuds. There's such a good community of folk. Right. And it's so nice to go on a journey like this with 
everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, guys, like, if you have the means, or give it a try. If you guys have been, like, poo-pooing hypnotherapy in your mind's eye, well, guess what? So did we. And guess what else? <laughs> it was great. And it was good. It was good. It was good. Or even just N-E-T. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's just. Yes. That might work. Because if you have a lot of trouble understanding what does and does not make you feel certain ways. NET is a good physical, visceral example of like, hey, your arm has gotten weaker. There's something there. Mm, it's a really good guiding mm-hmm. point. I've decided after hearing about it just now. <laughs> and it's a good exercise in, it feels real dumb when you do You're like, I feel, I'm okay. This may surprise people. I'm fairly skeptical. I felt really hokey and weird. And, silly. But like, it kind of really allows you to practice sort of just letting go a little bit. I'm not saying it went away entirely, but it was. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try and trust this, even though I feel so stupid right now. <laughs> I'm lying on a floor. There's fucking tinkly music. That shit is embarrassing. I hear you, dude. I <laughs> cried over an ancient Greek man. Okay. I don't know what it means. Purple robes. Dude, that guy. Well, my robes weren't purple. My robes are gray. My wife's were like a a, a, a dusty blue. I oh, know, a, a blue. I was going to guess. Yeah. Like a, a, a minty, a seafoam green dusty. Yeah. Dusty blue. We got to yeah, go yeah. look up some ancient Greek stuff and I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you if I saw it. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this wonderful new episode of Analyze This. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, subscribe. I can't stress it enough. Please subscribe. And if you want to buy a Hannah, a cup of coffee <laughs> once this month, go ahead to patreon.com slash analyze this and sign up today to become one of our many beautiful patrons. And by many, I mean not that many. So <laughs> thank you to our patrons for being the best. God bless you. You are the only thing that makes this podcast keep going. Yes. I Truly. wish I had some cards for the podcast so I could pass them out all over oh, Europe. Like, let's get business cards. Let's get some business cards. You, know you know what? what? I'm going to you know talk what? it I'll up. keep spending money <laughs> on the podcast. You know what, dude? I, I'm happy. I'll spend some money. Okay. Also, you don't have to pay me, dude. No, of course I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're the you're the other Hannah. I know, but we just uh, okay. Whatever. Where this I is only the- pay you after we're above the line after costs have been met. Anyway, hey, we love awesome. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Kiss, 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 kiss. Take care of yourselves. We love you. We love you. Are we is save yourselves still our uh, save, save yourselves? Or is, you know what? We're a work in how progress. About, how about work in progress? <gasps> Give it a shot. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, just try it out. What could go wrong? (laughs) What could go wrong? That's our (laughs) shadow. All right, everybody. Have a great day. (laughs) Mwah. Mwah.